Welcome to the Athletics Prospects to Pros podcast. I'm Chris Burke, back with you after missing Monday's episode while I was traveling. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to check that out, Dane Brugler, special guest Brian Broadus, went through a ton of Senior Bowl content that definitely still holds up after a couple days of Senior Bowl practice. So make sure you go back, listen to that episode. Also mentioned before we get going here that our deal is still running on our site. So if you go to theathletic.com slash prospects to pros, you can get 40% off a subscription, gets you access to everything on the site, gets you access to Dane's draft guide when that drops, which, uh, as I tweeted out, is worth the subscription price alone. So make sure you get over there, sign up. Like I said, you get 40% off the subscription. And uh, we're uh, coming to you. Dane and I are still down here in Mobile. I'm in the... Uh, serviceable lobby of the courtyard by Marriott Daphne. I don't know. It's a low upside pick, but safe draft pick for me. <laughs> Dane might still be in the press box at Lab People's Stadium. I'm not sure if he's left there that week. And, and again, welcoming in. Happy to have Brian on again. So uh, guys, uh, hello. And Dane, how you how you holding up over there? It's been a long week. It has. And uh, unfortunately, the Thursday practice today is going to be indoors at south alabama because we have some rain coming into mobile but uh first two days have been uh productive uh good to see these guys out on the field i don't know that we've had any huge surprises in terms of uh, what we thought going in but i do think we've had plenty of maybe confirmations about what we thought uh, what we expected and what we what we hope to see from some of these players good or maybe uh, some bad so it has been interesting to see who has stepped up and who has played well and who's kind of left us uh, wanting a little more it was a time where you guys were tough over there brugler i don't know what the deal is with this <laughs> practice and indoors crap you know there hey, was a time that we used to like not bundle our decision. up and go, no, no, I, you know, you're bragging about uh, you being in the press box and all that stuff, and and and, and I was uh, really proud that you learned finally that you know sitting outside is not the best way always to scout. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, there was a time we used to bundle up and sit out there and watch it rain and and you know take notes and all that. But uh, it's nice that they have that indoor facility at South Alabama. Kind of helps everybody out a little bit. Are they allowing everybody to come into it, Dane? That's the question. I remember last time we didn't get to go do that. Are they letting you, because you're such a big-time draft guy, letting you into that building? They're letting us in, but, I mean, it's there's always so much room for everybody. And yeah, so the access is not the best. Right? Right. But, All right. But, you know, it's uh, well, we're supposed to get like, a yeah. ton of rain this afternoon. I guess that's what yeah. it's about. Because it, sure. it, it, it was colder yesterday. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not the, the degrees, the temperature. It's more of the yeah. – uh, the rain just probably prevent injury more than anything else. So, well, yeah, you know, get off my lawn. I didn't mean to bog this down, Chris. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bog it down with <laughs> no, uh, weather good. talk at all. I'm just my experience, you know, of, of uh, having to bundle up and go out there and watch that stuff. But yeah, I think I think Dane Dane's right about the uh, about the guys and the confirmation. Absolutely, I, I feel like that's kind of a a good thing. And and maybe there's a guy or two that we you know we talked about the other day that's. Uh, it's showing a little bit more, and uh, I think that's always a good thing when you get these kids to uh, to perform on this stage. It's a it's vitally important for them to start this draft process off on the right foot, you know, with uh, with dealing with the NFL coaches, scouts, general managers, you know, all these watching eyes. Uh, you know, I think that's why the Senior Bowl is what it is because it uh, it does give you that opportunity to to see where these guys are. Uh, you know, after a little break from their season, you know, how are they going to adjust and, and get into this uh, very important drafting process? 
Last weather uh, bit of information. I, it was last year or two years ago we got rained out too. They moved inside, but they didn't let right. anyone in. So this no, is that's a what I'm saying. Yeah, Dane up. and yeah. I. Yeah, didn't Dane? We watched that from a. Uh, we were at uh, in uh, the suite watching the uh, watching the the practices on TV, trying to get that all squared up. That's no fun to have to do that. I mean, I'm doing that right now myself, which. Uh, you know, it's kind of a pain in the rear, but, uh, you know, at least the coverage has been pretty good. I, I do miss the hands-on approach that that everybody there in Mobile is taking right now. Well, who's stood out to you uh, this week as being, uh, if you had to pick one player that, that you would classify as a winner uh, based on the first two practices, uh, north and south, uh, who would you go with? Now, I think your kid from Lenore Ryan is is showing people that he actually uh, b- belongs at this uh, at this uh, this game. And you know, I wanted to ask you about this, Dane, about this player. Uh, you know, when you talk about Drugger and and what he is, and you know, you look at Lenore Ryan. Is this uh, any type of indication of what we saw with Nasir Adderley from Delaware? And is the competition, you know, with Delaware and Lenore Ryan? Probably completely different there, but is it the same type of, of you know, when you talk about a small school safety and and how he's rising up? I mean, I'm sure there's people like that went through Lenore Ryan and said, oh, this kid can do this and, and do that and, and you know, and, and is very productive, you know, very much deserving the invitation that he got from Jim Nagy and that crew there at the Senior Bowl. But, you know, to me, he's showing he's, he, he, uh, he does belong. But is this a very similar path to what we saw with Adderley, uh, you know, coming from uh, the school that he came from, from Delaware last, uh, last year? Yeah, somewhat. Uh, I think with uh, Adderley coming from the FCS, a little bit better competition than what we've seen with uh, Duggar at Division II. Um, but it's, you know, it's something that um, – I, I, I don't know. He, he came in probably as a third round pick. That would be my guess. Uh, sure. You know, just based on the traits because, you know, right. 6'1", 220, we're going to run in the four fours. Um, but you're absolutely right. He, he has shown that not only he belongs, but that maybe he's even a better player than we anticipated coming in. Uh, he, he's played all over. He's played at, at when during practice, during team drills or one-on-ones. I mean, we've got a chance to see him. As a single high, we had a chance to see him man-on-man um, in, in, against a slot receiver, against a tight end, and he's passed every test. I mean, he looks fantastic. Uh, he's He's got some twitch to him. He has a knack for finding the football, uh, going after it, timing it up. Doesn't panic out there. Um, he's been returning punts, too, and he's Lenore Ryan's all-time leading uh, uh, punt returner in terms of yardage. He had six touchdowns uh, for uh, returns in college, so uh, he can do that as well. I, I I've been really really impressed uh, with Duggar and what he's what he's shown this week. I think he absolutely classifies as as a, one of the winners so far. Well, would you say the same thing about then? I mean, again, looking at their small school guy and you know with Troutman from from Dayton, mm-hmm. would he be a guy that you know? And I, I sat down and. And, you know, I didn't know a whole heck of a lot about him. Sat down and watched him on tape. And, you know, there's a team right there when you're watching college tape. You know, Dane, we used to, hey Chris, we were watching this tape and we're, we're, we're used to the uh, Ali Marpets with the bounce houses and stuff like that out in the, in, out in the end zone. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's fun fan day out there as they're playing college football. But you know, here's, here's a kid at Dayton. They're playing on a high school field in Dayton. I mean, you know, it's Dayton yeah. Independent School Districts out there in the middle of the field. And, but here's a guy that, that very much, uh, 
you know, another comparison, would you think this is a kind of a similar thing to what we saw with, with Dallas Goddard when we were watching him play? You know, again, small school competition, guy that looks like a he looks like he's clearly the best player on the field when you watch college, when you watch his uh, his tape, you know, at, at Dayton. But he looks like to me, he's another one of these guys that's fitting in uh, to the system. It doesn't look too big for him. Uh, you know, he's matched up against some some quality defensive players trying to kind of stop him from you know, making some plays. But uh, he he's shown up pretty well here for this uh, for himself. Yeah, he has no question. And at, coming into the week, uh, one of the storylines was who was the better small school guy, Duggar or Troutman. And I think that I, I think I lean Duggar, but I mean Troutman's been outstanding. He's right there. Um, so yeah, I think there's a good debate there. I, I, has Troutman looked good to you, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I th- I was gonna say I think the the size is certainly legit. Like that stands out too. Is watching him against just even in that tight end group, you notice that he's got the size, but he still moves well. And I think that's what, you know, when you watch him on tape, that's really what pops too, is he can get downfield. He makes those plays in the air. He looks like an athlete and uh, you you don't lose any of that getting him up close and personal. Um, There was one more small school guy too. I wanted to throw out because you mentioned him uh, out of yesterday, Dane, and I was down there watching the, the O-line, D-line drills of the South, and uh, I think it was uh, Jim Turner, the longtime O-line coach there in Cincinnati, kept you know kept hearing him, uh, great job, Barchi, way to go, Barchi, like uh, <laughs> Ben Barge down there, yeah. uh, small school guy, uh, has certainly held up well, too, uh, up against some of this higher competition. Yeah, yeah. you think of St. Saint, John's, right, is the mm-hmm. school? Yeah, yep. yeah, you think of St. John's, you think of Chris Mullen and, uh, you know, that kind of whole thing, I guess, Luke Connor Seca and people like that. But, uh, but yeah, you know, to me, the I, I'm, I just love the opportunity that these kids get, these, you know, the, the, the kids that don't, you know, that aren't playing in front of huge crowds uh, every week. You know, and they come in here, and, and that's, that's the fascinating thing about the Senior Bowl to me, and, yeah, sure, you got the, the, the big-time players, you know, from the big schools, but then you've got these small college kids that come in and, you know, they're a little bit wide-eyed at first, and they, but they adapt really quickly uh, to what's going on, their surroundings, and then, you know, and then they show productivity during the week, and you, you walk out of there with a little bit better feeling about it. And, and it helps you, too, when you're watching that tape. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm, I guess I'm speaking for myself here. You know, when I, I can watch a kid that it, with the school at Nor Ryan compete against kids from Ohio State and Michigan and LSU and Alabama and places like that, you know, that, that just helps me to have a little bit better understanding of the kid. Because I know, like I was kind of making a joke about Ali Marpet, you know, when Hobart, you know, when you're watching him play against dentists and pharmacists and guys like that that aren't <laughs> going to be NFL players – it, it lets you appreciate a little bit more, though, when they can match up against these bigger bigger schools, bigger programs, and have some success. You got our first angry letters from the dentists and pharmacists out there? Haven't had any <laughs> no, of those I mean, yet. yeah, no, nothing wrong with being a dentist <laughs> or a pharmacist. I'm just saying that you know, when you when you watch uh, Hobart, yeah. they're playing, and you know, I was watching Duquesne play last night, you know, and so you're not, you know, it's not something sure. you sit down and plop down and go, okay, well, hey, I'm going to watch a little bit of. Of Duquesne football, here. you know. I mean, I'm I, but I, I do appreciate what Troutman's done. I, and I, I, I think this guy's kind of a bully. I mean, you know, he he knows he's the best oh, he player is. out there playing against those yep. guys. And you know, you see him, uh, whether it's blocking, whether it's running wheel routes, whether it's you know catching the ball in the middle of the field, running over people, high pointing balls, you know, in the corner of the end zone. 
this kid's going to go out there and make plays. And I, I think that's the thing that I, you know, that he's shown up at the Senior Bowl. And you know, I, I again, uh, the, we're all good, we're all better for it as scouts when he can compete against people that uh, that we see every week playing major college football. Now he he loves to compete, and that is something that has. Uh, when every time I've talked to him, um, that is something that has come through. And he, he mentioned something to me once. I've talked to him maybe four or five times now. Uh, he mentioned something to me that when he was in high school, he'd get so frustrated because, like, you know, football was everything to him. Like, it was so important. And so he'd be, you know, busting his tail during practice and uh, during uh, even, you know, in the fourth quarter of games, whether up by a little or a lot. And that wasn't always the the attitude of everybody on his high school team. And he'd get so frustrated with that. And he'd try to, you know, get everyone to buy in. And, you know, it just it was, it was a struggle. Uh, but then he goes to college and all of a sudden more and more people are, are buying in and they're taking it more seriously and how that was a, a positive step for him. And, you know, it, it really helped him uh, in his growth. And so that'll, that'll only continue as he moves forward. But, yeah, his compete skills is something that, shows on tape and it shows just just when talking to him you can tell that football is important to him and it, it, it matters uh switching uh, aside from the small school guys another one i want to talk about and uh you know chris i know you know this is kind of close to you uh talking about a, a michigan man uh josh uche uh from uh, oh welcome Wolverine. to the party dane yeah <laughs> welcome to the party Hey, leave your coat. Leave your leave your I'm, coat I'm at the sorry, door. What? Leave your what, coat what, what at the party? door. What, what party am I late to? What, what, what the guy I was talking about the other day? I was talking yeah, about him. You know, and you were kind of like, yeah, he's a good player. You, you were like, I kind of, I kind of got that, <laughs> I got that pushback from you. You know, and then all no, of a sudden, no, I'm, re- no I'm reading your fine, I'm reading your fine work on the athletic, and I'm like, oh, hey, Dane, <laughs> nice to see you. I'm over here. I'm over here no, in this hey, corner. Look, I, I, he came into the week as I think a third round pick. Um, I, you know, the questions were more centered around what role does he play because we know he's a great athlete. That, no cover, question about they that. They cover a little bit for you in these practices and stuff like well, that. Show it, it, a little bit yeah, more complete was, stuff. And that was that was big because he didn't yeah. do it a lot of, in college. He, sure. was, he was an upfield player. You know, he yeah. he was oh, after yeah. pin his no ears back, get after the yeah. quarterback, and so yeah. he was a little bit of well projection too. there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he did. He, he's done a nice job. I, I still worry about how he's going to hold up in the run. I mean, he's there are times yeah. where he just gets completely overwhelmed um, here in practice as well. So yeah. I still have fit questions about what's his best role. Is he, you know, right. uh, just more of a nickel rusher? I mean, wh- wh- what can he do? But I mean, his speed has is something that you know that's that's why we we're talking about yeah. it as a day two pick, and it's absolutely yeah, it has shown to be true uh, so far this yeah. week. See, that's where, and Chris, again, I was just having fun with him there, but uh, the, to me, this is where you could see that on tape. I, I understand, and you're absolutely right about all the questions and stuff. I, you know, I was glad to see the coverage aspect of it. Uh, you're right. If you watch the Iowa game, he gets bounced a little bit there, you know. So, but to me, I thought we, we were talking about him, Dana. I saw a slippery player. You know, I saw mm-hmm. a guy that, okay, if we could kind of stay on the move, keep going, uh, attack, be that kind of guy that, that he could find a role on on someone's roster, but the, I think that I think the number one thing, and you brought it up, was the speed. I, I think that's the something to me that's the most impressive. The guys will find ways to get guys on the field that can run, and he can clearly do that. He can clearly chase. He can clearly finish. So you know, those are the kinds of things. Uh, okay, let me ask you this though: You set him as like a third round guy. Is he now uh, a two three in your mind? I, I'm just saying this off practice and stuff. I'm not really. 
Uh, you know, I don't know if you'll really adjust him that much, but is he instead of just a straight three, would he be more of a two three in your book? Um, I don't know if I'm gonna necessarily. You're gonna jump him on that. Yeah, I mean, but I, I'm encouraged definitely by what, okay. what we've seen from practices because he's, you know, he's. We know he's a great athlete, obviously, but he looks comfortable uh, in reverse. He looks comfortable getting his head turned to find the football. And those are both uh, still that, that that's productive. And that's I think that, you know, we we talk about some of these guys in the past about how, you know, Jannard Avery or some of these other guys that you don't know what to do with them because, the, you know, there's something in their game that they're lacking, you know, and, you know, they're not a very good run defender and, you know, question right. that them being an every down player. But if you can do something really well and, you know, get after the quarterback, you know, and if you're that type of athlete, then you have value, uh, even if it is as a sub package player. So um, right. I, it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, when we when the dust settles, we restack the board, just kind of where he ends up. See, and this is why I, uh, I, I try to downplay the uh, Michigan ties because now I'm going to sound like a homer when I talk about Josh Uche. <laughs> so uh, we can talk about Shea Patterson's week if you want me to offset it. Um, but Josh Uche, uh, he, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was, and I talked to you, Dane, after practice yesterday, and I grabbed Uche on the field and was just chatting him up a little bit. And he said, you know, one of the things he was really anxious to show this week was that he thought he was already better as a coverage guy than people maybe knew or would give him credit for. And I think we've seen some of that. I think he has been able to turn and run uh, and do some of those things. And just on the speed aspect of it, a couple of the one-on-one wins he's had uh, in those pass rushing drills this week have come, uh, at least from my eyes, because you can see the offensive tackles really uh, kind of overextending to try to prevent him from turning the corner. And oh, he's there you go. back inside yeah. on him. That's and a great so that's eye, Chris. That, great uh, eye. Yeah. That really has stood out for me, too. Yeah, no question. See, that's the thing. I think he makes blockers uncomfortable the way he rushes. That, that's he just does. me. And, yeah. I, and, and, I, and I think that you have to be very mindful of that uh, when you play him, if you watch him on tape, the speed, the quickness, the slippery ability, the, the, the ability to get small, to get turned, to get up the field. I mean, those are all things. If The biggest fear for an offensive lineman is, is if he can't get his hands on a guy. And, and, and then how are you going to stop a guy if you can't get your hands on this guy? And so I, I think there's some things. I, I think you guys both are absolutely right about him. And, and you know, we'll see what the reevaluation of him is, if there's any reevaluation at all. But uh, – you know, I, I, I know going in that I was impressed, and I felt like that his speed would be problematic for some of these offensive tackles. Now, let's see if it's problematic for offensive tackles in the National Football League that are used to playing against guys like that every week. You know, some of these, uh, some of these collegiate guys are not used to seeing guys that uh, screaming off the edge or, or up inside like the, this kid's capable of playing. Well, I, uh, I mentioned Patterson. I guess we're 20, 25 minutes in here. We probably should get to the quarterbacks. Um, I, I don't know that there's been any huge surprises, for better or worse, on either team uh, from what we've seen from the six quarterbacks. But uh, maybe, Dane, I'll just tee you up first. Has anyone changed the narrative around them? Has anyone surprised you in a good way or a bad way this week? I don't think so. I mean, I I think Justin Herbert's probably been the most consistent um, from what I've seen. Uh, I think – Jordan Love has had a few uh, throws where, again, he reminds you why he's so highly thought of uh, because he has that type of ability. And it's it can be frustrating at times because you just want to see it more consistently. And it just comes back to what we what we thought going in, and that's that Justin Herbert is 
going to, I think you understand what you have with him. He's uh, going to be more consistent and, you know, going to be a solid player. I think that Jordan Love has much more upside, um, a higher ceiling, but there's more risk involved with a player like that because, you know, you're talking about uh, banking on him maturing with his decision making and just being a more consistent player. So it's something that is what we thought going in based on the tape is ringing true here in Mobile. Um, and then that second tier, uh, you know, I think we're seeing, you know, a guy like Gordon from Washington State who is certainly uh, he's going to it's going to take some time because uh, he's so inexperienced, especially taking snaps under center and being in a pro style scheme. And you can see that his footwork is a little bit of a mess right now. Uh, I love the release. It's out, up and gone in a, in a blink. Um, I think he's done mostly a nice job. I think he is the third quarterback here. Jalen Hurts. Um, I've been up and down. There's been a few times where, uh, you know, he's made a nice throw, but then uh, other times where, especially his deep ball, uh, just has not been there. So I don't think Jalen Hurts has necessarily done anything to, to change your opinion on him based off of what you thought coming in. Well, can I ask you a question, though, Dane and, and Chris? Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys got live eyes there, so I always appreciate the live eyes over eyes that are watching it on TV. But how, how has Hurts handled, you know, you, you talked about, uh, with Gordon having to take snaps from underneath center, how, how is the the Hurts having to do that? Has it, have you seen problems with footwork? Have you seen laziness with him? Is it something that he's clearly going to have to work on, or is it something that looks natural to you guys uh, when you watch him taking those snaps and dropping back? I think he's been okay. I think the bigger uh, issue has been his slow eyes. Just, okay. You know, because like he, you know, once he gets the snap. He's, you know, looking in his field vision, uh, and it just takes him too long to go one to two to three. Uh, yeah, that's and, what I noticed for sure. So that that's been the biggest thing that I've noticed, and that that's something that I think you could see on, on tape in college, and that's something that has has shown here. And by the time he's making, you know, the full field reads, those windows are closed, and it's just, you know, he's dumping dumping it down or trying to throw it deep, and it's just not there. So I mean, Hertz has been, um, you know, he's made some nice throws, but the slow eyes to me have been the bigger issue. Yeah, I haven't noticed anything particularly glaringly bad with his him being under center. I mean, I think he's got obviously got that natural athleticism and footwork that I think serves him well there. But yeah, just sort of the same comments you guys are making. I think it's more been in the the passing aspect of it. I, I mean, I've been a little, I guess maybe a little disappointed. I, I I thought maybe Gordon would, especially on that that north side, would maybe step up and and kind of not even necessarily challenge Love, but just clearly be. Uh, the number two quarterback on that side. And I, if he has been, it's probably been because Patterson struggled so much. But I, I don't mm-hmm. know that Gordon's necessarily jumped off the the tape so far, for at least for me this week. I don't know if you guys have seen anything different, but uh, that was a yeah. guy I liked coming in because he has, you know, he does have the arm and some of the athleticism to be interesting. But there are those challenges. There was a uh, set, uh, the first practice, um, you know, they gave him the play call. He stepped into the huddle. He had to go back and check the play call again, went back in, had to come out again. It was like three or four times. And I think there's just some of that, not just going under center, but even, you know, we always talk about the transition from that Washington state offense to the NFL. There's terminology, terminology challenges and, and all those mm-hmm. things that you got to overcome too. Yeah. His uh, coach used to call it uh, his plays off a bar napkin, basically, you know, that's kind of that you know, Washington state. So yeah. probably not a lot of terminology and stuff there that they had to use. Well, I can ask you something guys again uh, about love then. And, you know, his situation with 
has has the accuracy accuracy been there? Have you thought again? You talk about some up and down. Is there things you've seen live about him that you know that you saw on tape, or has it been opposite in some way? Sometimes you get an, a live look at a guy. You're thinking you're you're seeing a little bit different. The ball coming out of his hand, uh, the way they're setting up, uh, the accuracy, the things like that, the timing. Has that been a problem with him? Because to me, like I say, there did seem like there were some timing issues that they've had with some of these receivers. I didn't know if that was on him or it was on the receivers that they're that he's been dealing with. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's tough in these games um, to you know have that to find that timing, that chemistry with guys that you've never thrown to before, and you, you know, in an offense that. Is all brand new, uh, you know. Like Chris mentioned, the terminology, the coaching—it's—it's uh, it's tough. And so you try not to be too harsh on these quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and I and I think with Love, I I don't think it's been necessarily one glaring issue over the other. It's uh, it's just been more consistency with him because he does. Uh, there's some throws that he makes that are it, it just reminds you, you know, the beautiful touchdown field, the easy velocity. Um, I, I like how he he understands how to kind of vary his his speeds. I mean, he has a, a really good fastball, but he's got a, a changeup in there as well, uh, if that's what the throw calls for. So I think that's some, something that he has shown this week. Uh, the accuracy I thought has been okay. I don't think it's been bad. I don't think it's been great. So uh, you know, I, I don't. Unfortunately, I you know I don't think that any of these quarterbacks have really you know stood up and you know grabbed this by the collar and said yeah I'm I'm the guy. I think he was definitely and I, I mean this is true for a lot of people, but I think he was definitely better Wednesday than he was Tuesday. Uh, yeah. And I think what really jumped out for me on Wednesday was uh, some of the deep balls that he threw, and in particular he yeah. had two or three to uh, Denzel Mims, who's another guy I have on my list of players to maybe talk about here on this show, but. Uh, sure. He he was spinning it pretty nice on those downfield passes and dropped a couple, you know, right in the bucket, 40, 50 yards downfield. And I thought that was the thing that, you know, the, those were the throws for me that that really were highlights out of the Wednesday practice. Yeah, he's capable of making those throws. I mean, if you go back and watch the LSU game, he had a bad drop on one of them. I mean, I mean, perfectly thrown ball down the field. And now the narrative is like, oh, well, you know, he didn't hit the deep ball there. But, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I totally agree with you guys about – the, the pace, the velocity, the way he's kind of able to touch the ball. I think you have to be able to do that in the National Football League. There's so many teams, you know, with these routes that they run, the screen packages, you got to be able to have different platforms the way you throw, you know, and, and get the ball to these receivers, to these backs, to these tight ends. And I think that he is very capable of doing that. And I could see why, uh, you know, people are really, really high on him uh, coming in this league and being a very productive quarterback. So just on the topic of Mims, I mean, I had him circled because there's always a handful of guys that I come down here and, you know, watch them and and then really want to get right back into their tape because they're either – it's usually because they're better or they do something differently than I really expected from them. And so Mims is one of those guys who, you know, I'm kind of excited to circle back and watch again. Uh, I had Jason Strobridge from North Carolina has had a great week. Yeah. Um, Alex Taylor, the tackle from South Carolina State, is just a, a behemoth. I mean, he is huge. He had some huge yeah. collisions in those O-line, D-line drills. Uh, a couple more names on here. Uh, I had DJ Wanham, the other South Carolina pass rusher, and then uh, Logan Wilson, who I think, Dane, might be one of one of your guys that you like. But I, I don't know if you, you either of you guys had, had players like that that uh, maybe have changed your minds this week. 
You know, I'll tell you one real quick, if I don't, if you don't mind. And again, this I'll just take the one guy. Is you know, Dane, you and I talked about what Marlon Davidson has done. You know, and I, I, I was trying to kind of think about, you know, the I didn't. I, mean, I know on the podcast we did earlier, I was talking about pass rush moves and stuff like that. And you know, and I thought the other day when they put him inside that he showed a lot more of that. You know, and I was, I was, I was kind of behind myself, like thinking. Okay, where's this on tape? You know, again, you watch Derek Brown so much, and you're like, you see it over there. But then, I think Marlon Davidson flashed some things to me that I didn't see on tape. I don't know if anybody else, or if I'm speaking out of turn or anything like that on this particular player. But I thought the, he showed more as a pass rusher. Uh, I didn't know what your thoughts about that guy was. Yeah, I thought he he did a really nice job in, on the first practice. Unfortunately, he was he was hurt. Um, yesterday so we don't yeah. get to see him the full week but i think you're right on uh on tuesday's practice that first practice yeah. he he really had a nice day and you know i thought coming in i had a early third round grade on him um you know i thought he was a guy trying to secure second round status and i thought he took a nice step forward into, into doing that he's a, he's a jumbo defensive end who's just a little bit different than most guys uh, you know, he can reduce inside, give you those uh, interior snaps because uh, he has. I thought the, that's where he played the best. You know, yeah, playing and, down and, as a tackle in there. Two ninety seven right. though on the weight, right? So that's up about what 10, 11 pounds from what he played. I think he was two eighty six during the mm-hmm. season. So I don't know if someone got it to him and said, "Hey, you're a defensive tackle," kind of a situation. But yeah, two ninety seven. I was surprised by that. Right, exactly. So that's uh, the fact that he's up close to three hundred bills. I, I think that's that's uh, it makes some sense that maybe someone did tell him, hey, instead of being this uh, oversized defensive end or a tweener, I mean, want, want to try to uh, add a little bit more pounds and, and go inside. And I thought he he looked pretty good in, in the first practice doing that. Um, another guy I wanted to talk about was uh strobridge who you mentioned chris yeah uh, he i think he was number 77 on my board coming in so you know i like the tape i thought he you know you see power you see quickness he's been just a one-man wrecking crew this week i mean he has been tough to slow down uh you know he, he's doing it in different ways he's using his length he's using uh you know the violence in his hands you see the the lower body agility so uh, he can work his way around the blocker and he's doing it both inside and outside uh and, and another one of these guys that has that versatility he's 267 so i think he's more of a, a base end who uh you know you're going to reduce inside on passing downs uh but i think he is uh, done a nice job, you know, securing uh, that top 100 status. Uh, so, you know, I, I, like I said, he was 77, I believe. So, you know, already well thought of, but now it's okay. Well, maybe you didn't think highly enough of him because he he is showing out this week. Yeah, that's a great thing about this game. Like, again, I said, is that there's some guys that might have been a little bit down on your board stuff. I, I've yet to watch him. I know that's one of my, my guys that I have to uh, sit down and, and – you know, because we're still trying to figure out uh, about these edge rushers and really are they left ends, right ends. You know, that's kind of how I look at them. Are they guys that are going to be, you know, uh, playing on that left side there and playing against the run and, and, and holding up that way? Or are they the guys that are going to be on that right side, you know, making all that money, forcing the quarterback? So uh, he's definitely a player I have to sit down and, and study myself. Yeah, the power for him has really jumped out this week. He had a rep in the one-on-ones where he he just abs- – I can't remember which offensive lineman it was, and it's probably better for that offensive lineman that I don't. But he just buried <laughs> him into the ground to the point where the, you know, the coaches were blowing the whistles to make sure nobody got hurt 
because he just took him down so hard. And he, uh, there were a couple reps in at the end of the drill or end of the day yesterday, uh, the eleven on eleven drills where he didn't get home and, and got up and swatted passes. I think it happened mm-hmm. on two straight snaps. So he's making an impact in a lot of ways, like you said. Um, obviously, there's a lot, a lot of other guys here. I think that to me, the, we knew the wide receiver group was going to be pretty good. I think the corners actually have held up not great at all moments but i think that there's been some guys that have been better maybe than than i expected i think the interior offensive line too has done a, there's been some guys that stood out there um but uh, just on these bigger names you know um some of these guys that we talked about dan before the before the senior bowl that were in your top 100 you know guys like michael Pittman and uh you know just some of these bigger names that are here is there anyone that it's always interesting at the senior bowl because there's there's always a lot of talent that we think about for like day two and day three of the draft and maybe not so much for day one. So how many of those day one guys are even down here? I think there are a few. I mean, I don't think we're going to have the 10 first rounders like we did last year um, out of this game. And, you know, part of that is uh, guys pulling out. But uh, I think that Javon Kinlaw um, has, you know, he's not a perfect prospect by any means, but I think he has lived up to, uh, you know, the the high billing that he had coming in. Um, he's just the quickness, the power. Um, needs to clean up some of the technical things, but there's plenty to like about Kinlaw. Um, you know, the two quarterbacks, I think, are uh, Jordan Love and Justin Herbert. They're in that first-round mix. And then uh, Zach Bond, uh, the linebacker from Wisconsin, uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's done a nice job. I think whether you know, they, they've used him as a uh, – they put him in some of the rushing situations, and he's looked really good. Uh, that's obviously what he did a lot at Wisconsin. But he also yeah. has the athleticism to hang as an off-ball guy. So he can do a little bit of everything. Uh, I mean, he was in my first-round mock uh, for a reason. And, you know, I, I think everything we've seen this week, uh, he's going to continue to be in uh, future first-round mocks because of the athletic traits that he offers and the overall versatility. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that because, you know, you watch the tape and I felt like that, and again, the game, Dane, the conversation that we had the other day was, you know, here's a guy to me that was much better rushing the passer than he was when dropping in zones and things like that. You know, get him attacking the ball, get him running up the field, get him, you know, making, uh, stressing out blockers because here's a guy that can can make plays, he can make tackles, he can be physical. You know, there's all these positives, positives about him and, you know, I, I think that the, the really the smart teams in the league will figure out something to do with him and continue to do stuff. He's a guy to me that's one of those guys that doesn't come off the field. You know, he just is. You know, he's so he's consistent in the way he plays. It's down after down, and so yeah, I, I think that he's he's shown up very well. And you know, I think it's in a lot of scouts' minds there. It's like, okay, this is what this guy is, and now we just need to figure out, you know, how much more can we do with him once we draft him. And another, spend, oh, no, sorry, no, go for it, Dan. I want to talk about uh, Neville Gallimore real quick. I, yeah. I kind of expected a little bit more out of him. I, you see the quickness, uh, but when he, if he doesn't win early in the rep, then he he tends to, has tended to struggle. Um, he doesn't have that raw power to uh, use his length and detach from blockers. And so once he does get hung up on blocks, he has had a tough time uh, detaching and being a factor. So I. You know, he, we know he's going to test off the charts, and you see that quickness. Um, but he just really hasn't had, I think, a big week like uh, like a lot of us expected that he could have uh, coming in. So I think he's, 
I, I thought he came in as a, a second-round player, and I think he's going to leave the same way. I don't think he's done much to uh, necessarily advance his draft stock. Yeah, you know, I, I we going through all of his notes and stuff like that. I, I was the one thing I was always impressed about him, and I don't know. Again, I mean, when you're live, you can see a little bit more of the the hustle, the chase, and things like that. And and that was something to me that you know, when you watch him, the, the ability to finish plays. You know, yeah. I, I was I was that was something that that impressed me. I, I think I was watching the Tech game in Texas and, Tech. Know, yeah, exactly. yeah, and the and the ball goes down twenty yards down the field, and he is. He's chasing it. He's making the tackle. And I'm thinking, okay, here's a defensive tackle that, you know, is going up the field, redirects, and then goes all the way back to make the play down the field. And, you know, I was I, I was I was more impressed by that uh, than than anything. The the way he finished. I think some of these defensive linemen, when you watch them this day and age, you know, go finish. Go find a way to finish. And maybe it's not always about running twenty yards down the field and finishing, but when you get the opportunity, when you get up the field and you have a chance to get the quarterback on the ground, or you're going laterally, and the and the back is running on the outside, and you're chasing over there, and you make the tackle over there. I think those are the things, you know, that that really impress me about him. But there's some people, there's some scouts you talk to that Dane that have some of the same concerns that you have about his ability, you know, about him as you know, uh, is he is he is what he is. I guess I hope I didn't butcher the way I said that, but maybe that's what he is, you know, and. You know that I'm 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 hopeful that that you could see more from him, but I think there's things like I say that finish is one of the things, and the effort is one of the things that that was very impressive about his game to me. I think it's interesting too. This is always sort of one of the talking points when you get to down to the an event like this, because there have been moments where he's really overwhelmed guys in those one-on-one drills, and so you know how much weight do you put on? those standout moments as opposed to the times where, like you said, Dane, where he's not, that's, that's not happening. And, you know, the plays are being blown dead before he can show the the motor that you're talking about there, Brian, like how, how much are you putting on like, all right, we, we get the splash play from him. That's the upside. That's what we think, you know, if we really tap into his potential, that could be a consistent force. Or are you saying, all right, well, this is, this is the, this is the bad stuff here. This is what the problem is. If we put him inside and he can't hold up against, you know, a double team or you can't hold up against an angle block, like what do we do with him? And I think that that's, you know, sort of always the conversation, the whole draft process, but especially coming out of a week like this when you have those live reps and you have, uh, you know, three days worth of, of tape to go on where you're sitting there watching a guy, like are you looking at the positives or are you looking at the negatives or are you trying to find something in between there? Well, context matters. Uh, and, yeah. and that does it's scouting tape, scouting live, scouting an all-star event. And, you know, so if, you know, a, a DB makes a nice pick, okay, was it against Shea Patterson or Justin Herbert? If it's against Shea Patterson, <laughs> then not quite as impressive as it was if it was against uh, Herbert. And so I think, yeah, who who is he going up against? And, you know, so I think that plays a part as well. Um, you know, it's one thing to have a good rep. It's another to have a good rep against, you know, a Lloyd Cushenberry or, uh, you know, one of the other uh, you know, talented interior guys here. Uh, so I think, yeah, that context matters. And I did want to mention Cushenberry, who yeah. he's he's OC one for me in this draft, the top center. Um, and he, he in my on my board, he's narrowly just above Ruiz uh, at Michigan. And I, I you know, Ruiz isn't here, uh, but uh, Cushenberry is. And I thought I think he's holding his own. He, he's playing really well. He's the one guy that's given Kinlaw some fits. Um, you see the natural body flexibility. You see 
just the, the body control. He's a really smart guy, and so he's he's catching on quick, and that, that so that's not a surprise. Um, but it's uh, I think he's lived up to kind of what we thought coming in. Let me ask you something about this, guys, and and Chris. I don't know if you've seen him very much, other than what you've seen live there at the Senior Bowl, though. But Dane, did it, did you see a guy? And again, that's my alma mater. I saw him, I've seen him play fifteen <laughs> weeks and appreciated every snap he took. You know, but yeah, I saw a guy Dane that that wasn't a great, and maybe you're seeing it there, a great drive blocker. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I saw a guy that was more of a fit and kind of hold in position. And there's times when you watch him on tape where. He tries to do that, and then he loses sustain. So when you start talking about him having success and seeing success against Ken Law and things like that, that 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 gives me a little bit of hope that you know what? Okay, maybe maybe some things will be a little bit different for him. But I I kind of saw a guy that that you know that tends to play with a wide base and then tries to kind of hold his guy in position, and then you know you know. Uh, Edwards Hilaire runs by, you know, or, or Burrow runs by, you know, that kind of thing, you know, when, especially in the running game. But I, I, I don't know if, if, if you guys have seen a, a little bit different player there because I saw, again, a top-heavy player, but a guy with a wide base and then just tries to hold his guys in place. I, I, was, uh, I wasn't as high on him as maybe you are, Dane. I know that the, the center I liked, it was the Humphrey kid from Oklahoma who's returning back to – to Oklahoma, right. he was a guy that I really, really liked. And then, you know, I uh, the guy at Wisconsin. You know, I'm not overly enthused with him, but yeah. this guy is a little bit more of a. And Kuzenberry is a little bit more. Of, I thought of a guy that was a. I don't want to call him a catcher, but I just want to I kind of see a guy that's like interested in sustain and then and then let the ball go by and then and then adjust from there. I didn't know. Have you guys seen anything different with him at at this uh, at this game? Well, yeah, I also had that in my notes where he needs to be a better finisher. I mean, you rarely see him yeah. uh, bury someone he, to the ground. Yeah, you know, he's not going to corkscrew somebody. That's not yeah, his game. That, that's You're not right. his game. But I have been impressed because uh, I also thought there were plenty of times on tape where he he was sometimes late to reset his hands and stay yes. inside. Yeah. And yeah. But I think he's done a better job of that this week. Um, you see him. Uh, you know, keeping his hands inside, being a little more tight, being uh, a little more in position uh, against the Kin Law, against some of these other guys. So that has been uh, positive to see, uh, just the improved reset, strike, uh, just being more assertive with his hands. I, I think he has done that. Yeah, and guys, what we need to do is when we get this, and I don't know, Dan, if you have it yet or Chris, the, the national championship game, because Clemson mm-hmm. – took advantage of him and McGee inside with some twist stunts. And, you know, what I was worried about was, okay, how much movement does, did he face? And, you know, how did he play overall against movement and that quick movement? And, and I, thought, I thought Brett Venables did a great job early in that football game attacking the middle of the LSU pocket and making those guys have to be. Those are big body guys inside. And he made them have to move and have to adjust. And maybe we need to watch that tape a little bit more once it comes in and then figure out, okay, he could do, uh, uh, Kuzenberry can do this, but he can't do this and he can't do this. Again, I'm not trying to kill the kid. I'm just saying, though, when you're looking at these centers, though, you have to be able to have some athletic ability. Some of the, you know, the, look at the centers that are in the Pro Bowl every year. They're the athletes. They're the guys that have the mm-hmm. mobility. They get to second level. They sustain. They, they, 
you know, when they do the, the scoop blocks, reach blocks, they, you know, they're, they're getting those, their head across and they're staying on their feet. And they're not ending up on the ground. And, you know, I, I think that once we get that, that tape that we might see a little bit more about, about this kid and his ability or lack of ability when it comes to the athletic stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll also mention real quick while we're on the LSU guys, I thought Damian Lewis has been pretty good down here. Um, hmm. And I, I said I was in in the end zone there watching the O-line drills uh, Wednesday, and he, he was he was pretty solid at getting up. They were doing two-on-one drills and, you know, having guys sort of chip block yeah. and get up to the second level. He looked yeah. he looked pretty good doing that. So just to, to give him a little shout-out while we're on the LSU topic. Uh, sure. But I did want to uh, wrap or start to wrap here. I, this is such a good wide receiver group. We knew it coming in, and <laughs> yeah. I think we've seen uh, – a lot of those guys really show up. You know, I mentioned Pittman. It's just been bullying people really a lot of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. KJ Hill's been, I don't know that anyone's successfully covered him. Van Jefferson had a really good day. Um, Colin Johnson's been good. Uh, so uh, any of the, anyone in that group that, uh, you know, you're really sort of hitching your wagon to at this point off of what the, they've done in Senior Bowl? Yeah, I think that Pittman, you're, I think you guys are right about Pittman. I, I, you know, you, you could see the separation. You could see, you know, here's a guy just that rare size and uh, going up and getting the football. And I, you know, he's catching everything. And that, you know, you look at him and the way he moves and the way he separates. And, you know, I, I, I'm really impressed by, by his game. Again, I get scared sometimes with that big, those big, tall receivers that way. But then, you know, you got some guys that, uh, you know, have, have come in the league, you know, the Lazar kid that the Green Bay has. He couldn't run really all that well, but, you know, he goes up and makes a play or two. But, the, you know, again, this this kid, this Pittman kid, uh, I uh, scouted his dad at Washington State, which is hilarious, but that shows you how old I am. And, you know, but he's got the, he's got the same kind of toughness as his dad. He is a bully. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 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 that the football, when it goes in the air, it's his. And, you know, I've been super, super impressed by, by what he's been able to do in, in, this, in this game and, and show the NFL scouts and coaches that, you know, hey, even though he had a bad quarterback or two at, you know, or in, inconsistent quarterback play at USC, that he's capable of putting him in any setting and, and him having some success. Yep, I agree. And uh, I, the special teams aspect as, as well is something that's going to help him uh, once he gets to the pros. Uh, and with Ayuk no longer here, uh, I think Pittman's a top top wide receiver prospect here in this game. Um, and I think he's he's lived up to it. A couple other guys who I think have really impressed the receiver position, Van Jefferson, uh, his, his routes are just uh, – most of these corners here have no idea how to cover them because they're not used to facing college wide receivers – that are that level of route runner. I mean, he is—he he has a master's degree in route running, and it is really giving some of these corners some fits. And KJ Hill too—he's uh, been really impressive with the way he's been able to separate uh, based off of you know just tempo in his routes and using some deception. Yeah. Um, there are a lot and, of flags flying on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Dean Jackson trying to slow him down, and um, you know, I credit to Brian Hartline and the Ohio State program because they're cranking out these wide oh, they receivers put out. They but they're not only out. just talented like just physically but they know what they're doing at the position yeah. and they understand Hardline was yeah pro pro uh, pre-receiver oh, yeah. pro receiver yeah. himself yeah it, it, they understand uh, the details that it takes uh the technical aspects and so you're seeing that and you're seeing with austin mack uh, the other ohio state wide receiver here he hasn't been 
nearly as consistent catching the football, but you see him do uh, create that separation because uh, he gets it. He understands what he's doing out there. Uh, but these wide receivers, Chase Claypool, I want to mention him as well from Notre Dame. I think that when you watch him on tape, he looked a little stiff in his routes, a little upright uh, in terms uh-huh. of his releases, in terms of the top of his breaks. But here, he looks much more loose. He looks much more fluid. And you can tell he's been working on his route running between the end of the Notre Dame season and now he has been working at it, and it shows. So I, that has been a pleasant surprise to see this you know big 6'4", 230-pound wide receiver moving as fluidly as he has. Let me ask you guys a question, if I could, real quick about Van Jefferson and, and, and what – Dane, I know that he just, you know, we, we had this discussion about guys outside the top 100 or guys that can solidify themselves. Is Van Jefferson outside the top 100 for you right now? He he was, was he go, week, what, right. but it's, it's, it's going to be so hard to keep him outside the top 100 because he's so, I mean, th- that, the, the, the route, route running, running ability, so, yeah, that translates, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. that. It's not like we're talking about him being a a five eight receiver or you know something a four seven athlete. Oh no, like, six two one ninety seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I don't think he has that one thing that is really going to hurt him. Now, I wish he had better play strength. Um, you know, he's not a burner. But when you have the ability to separate on your own because you are such a good route runner, that is something that really, really is going to help you. And and like this is a guy that has the bloodlines. Uh, yeah. You know, sure. His dad being uh, you know a longtime NFL receiver and a longtime NFL receiver coach. Uh, you know, currently in the NFL, so it's something that uh, has served him well over the years. And yeah. you can tell he puts time. See, I, I I went back and watched games on him. I watched him play LSU, Georgia, and Tennessee, and I just didn't get the feel. If you watch those games, you know you get a better feel watching him play in the Senior Bowl than you do watching him play in those games. It's like Trask, the quarterback. You know, I mean, they get him in bunch formations and stuff, and 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 you see Jefferson open, and they just don't get him the ball. And I and it, and that was surprising to me. That you know, and I was the reason I was asking the question about outside the top 100, uh, you know, was because is it because you didn't see the overall production at Florida, or were we just are we just now starting to see what he is capable of doing, uh, you know, through through this uh, through the Senior Bowl practices and stuff. No, it's just he, but he's a guy that is narrow framed. He doesn't have a lot of. Uh, uh, he doesn't have much run strength, so he's not going to be a yak target. Um, sure. He, he's just limited after the catch. He's inconsistent on 50-50 balls. Uh, yeah. The deep speed is average at best. And so, you know, there, there's plenty of things about his game that I just I wish he were better at. But but, I, the, I, but the route running is so good that you can't. Right, exactly. it, 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 it makes up for the lack of things. Because like I said, I, I, I thought that could, you know, one of the, my notes when I went back and watched him was that, you know, the contested catch. You know, mm-hmm. you're right. That 50-50 ball, I'm thinking, man, go get that. Go get that. But, you know, in the practices, you do see a guy that looks like he's got pretty natural hands catching the football, can snatch it and things like that. I just didn't see that, you know, in watching LSU, Georgia, and Tennessee and playing against those games. I mean, maybe it's about, oh, maybe I need to go watch other games. But I was trying to match him up against some secondaries. I thought they would give him a little bit of some problems. And, yeah, you know, I just didn't see the production there, and I. I but I'm glad that he's uh, he's showing that uh, he has some production there at those at the practices and stuff. 
Yeah, it's going to be hard to keep him out of the top 100. And it's I feel like we're going to say that about like 20 wide receivers in this class. <laughs> uh, it, there's just there's just the volume of wide receiver talent is ridiculous. And so Colin Johnson kind of thing. Yeah, he's yeah. Colin Johnson. He, he, we talked yeah. about him needing redemption and he's had a pretty good week. So that's another guy that's going to be Devin Duvernay, his teammate. Uh, it's Duvernay, tough to keep yeah. him outside of the top 100. But some of these guys, you don't have to fall to the fourth round. And, you know, it, they're going to have a discount sticker on them and a team's going to luck out getting them in the fourth. I'll tell you yeah. one more guy that I think has has played pretty well, and you guys talked about him on the Monday episode previewing Senior Bowl week. I think James Prochet's had a good week here, and it's yeah. just impressive. You mentioned the fifty fifty balls; like we knew that was part of his game coming in, but to see, I mean, he's what five ten, and he's winning yeah. consistently those going up and getting them. There was even a throw like it was a broken play at the end of Tuesday's practice, and I forget who the quarterback was. Just kind of heaved it into traffic. There were like five or six guys there, and. Somehow he's the one that comes out of there with a clean catch and even turned up field and tried to run after. So he's making those plays on, on some of those tough throws, and that's really that's a well, selling point in his game. But it definitely, even yeah, at, at his size, it shows up. Well, it's it, Chris. Let me tell you this: he 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 plays in my backyard, is what he does. And and I I've watched plenty of SMU games to realize that, you know, don't discount this guy. I, I think it you know at five ten five with the with the height, you know, really five eleven. 196 pounds. He's kind of that perfect guy. I know Dane was describing him as a slot player. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I, you know, you look at the, the, the arm link or the lack of, you know, it's not the most impressive. But he, he's one of those guys that wherever the ball is thrown in his vicinity, his area code, he is going to go get it. And I, I think that someone is going to get a hell of a football player because he never stops running. He never stops. I mean, that SMU plays up-tempo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always routes down the field. It's always run after the catch. It's it's constant pressure. And he and he did never, you know, as hot as it is down here in Texas, these early season games, he never stopped. And I, I think that's the thing that the production, the desire, the finish, all those things, someone is going to get a hell of a football player uh, in James Boucher. When you think about all the wide receiver talent that SMU has cranked out with Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders, uh, and there's been so many over the years, and yet it's Prochet who has all the receiving records. Uh, He has been the most productive receiver in that program's history. And I mean, it's this is why we do all these measurements. Uh, You know, Colin Johnson is six, seven inches taller. And he's yeah. got longer arms, but Prochet's right. hands are an inch bigger than Colin Johnson's hands, and that yeah. is, and, and that matches up with what you see on tape and what we've seen this week because he has just outstanding ball skills to go up, snatch the football, and just his compete skills are fantastic. So, yeah, I, I think that definitely a name worth bringing up with a guy who's having a, a good week, and I. I does he get into the top 100? Uh, maybe, but I, I mean, it's just again. He's, Come on, Dane, show are, some guts. Show some no, guts there. That top 100. Yeah. It, that's it. I'm just some of these guys are going to get squeezed out. I mean, I, like, if someone takes the like top club 100, sandwiches in there, yeah, I, I, I will be all for it and I will support that decision because I think yeah. he deserves it. It's just it's going to be tough for some of these guys to sneak in there. And but again, that's. If I'm a team in the second or third round, I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm just going to take the tackle here because I know in the fourth round there's going to be a good wide receiver for oh, me that's no, going to no, be left. Yeah. We're going to be talking about this when that draft kicks off there in Vegas, and I'm really excited about that, by the way. 
uh, that, that we're going to be. You don't like be, the boats? You don't like the boat? Oh, no, no, the I'm excited. No, I'm excited. Oh, okay. I'm excited All about right. No, I'm not, not being, no, I'm not being silly here. I'm, I'm being gotcha. serious. I'm not, they would have had the draft in Vegas every year is what they ought to do. Maybe they'll figure that out. But, you know, it's, it's funny, like with, with this kid, you know, we were talking about measurables and stuff as a scout and, you know, you mentioned Claypool real quick and, you know, here's a guy with an 80 inch wingspan and then mm-hmm. Porsche's got 72 inch wingspan and you're sitting there thinking, oh, okay, so, you know, eight inch difference in, in wingspan and length and stuff. And you think about that, but both those guys go up and make plays. I, I it just, you know, like I say, we could all get caught up in these numbers and things like that, but you know, just just trust your eyes, trust the tape, trust everything that you're seeing there, because like I say, you 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 could find football players, and 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 these guys who we're talking about, all these receivers that we're talking about for potential top 100, are all really good football players. Mm-hmm. Well, let's. Uh, I'll mention one more time. If you haven't got a subscription to the Athletic yet, get over to theathletic.com/slash/prospects-to-pros. You can get. Uh, all our podcasts leading up to the draft, as well as everything on our site, and Dane's draft guide when that drops uh, in a couple months. The here, beast, which, yeah, it's it's incredible. Coming. I don't know how you do it, man. Every year, uh, but how, uh, how how far along are you on that one, kid? You're pretty. Uh, you getting? About, you, you're, I mean, I've got about a third done, like complete. Do you? And so, okay. It's just, yeah. It's, so the stress it's, level, the stress level is not there yet. Um. Yeah. It's it's. I feel it. I mean, my, I'm you feeling it. <laughs> My, my my chest has a little bit of pain right now. Um, yeah, but, well, you know, we'll, no, we'll we need there. you. Don't 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 we'll get, get chest there. pains. Yeah, <laughs> make know. sure. But if, if something happens, make sure you tell us where it is so we can all find uh, it. You know, what I'm d- saying. My, my wife, no, all seriousness. My wife knows where the jump drive is. That <laughs> I, I say every few days I update it, and my my wife knows if something ever happens to me. If I go and yeah. get into a car accident, I'm a coma. Yeah. She knows where the jump oh, drive please is. Oh, so that happen to the right people. Yeah, that's a true story. The no, chest pains might what, be the, four days of mobile food too. Yeah, just throw that. Yeah, out that's, that's true. Oh, he, 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 that's there's no point. question. He's been hitting that barbecue place every day. What's your barbecue Mo's, place there? Mo's. Mo's. Yeah. yeah, I miss. Had, I miss had, going. Had, uh, to, yeah, and hey, by the way, thanks for saving my seat the other day in the press box. I appreciate you doing that for me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, Ozzy. Yeah, yeah, it just wasn't the same in that back row. Uh, it's it usually, all, yeah, you, yeah. me, Ozzy, and Ozzy Newsome, and uh, yeah. so we missed you. Yeah, well, thank you. But they, we figured out a long time before everybody else, didn't we? We figured that out. Yeah, so, it's uh, getting crowded up there, so the secret yeah, might be out. It's still, don't write about it, you fool. I saw yeah, you write about it the other day. Don't write about that. You're, you're, people <laughs> reading know. your stuff, man. You're tipping them off, for sure. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's close here with uh, just we got the game coming up Saturday, which yeah. you know, whoever wins or loses, uh, I don't know if it matters that much. But uh, just if there's a couple guys uh, that you really want to see play well in that game i'll throw out a couple up uh, in my neck of the woods big 10 country at uh, kenny willikis i think has had some moments down here in the michigan state edge uh, he just destroyed i think it was bryson hopkins in a run rep the uh wednesday blew a play up in the backfield um we talked about some of those motor guys like that's one of the big selling points for him and then uh the penn state linebacker um cam brown is that's a guy especially seeing live is really intriguing to me because that length he had you know he's a six what six four six five playing in the middle of the field uh it's a really kind of unique build for that position so i i'd like to see him have a good game because i think he's interesting as an nfl prospect so uh maybe brian i'll start with you if you got a couple guys that you're looking forward to seeing in action saturday yeah you know what the one guy i i've, I've kind of intrigued by and I, I keep seeing him kind of flash things is this robert windsor from penn state and I, I'm kind of interested to see where uh, how he plays 
uh, in this football game. He's a guy that I need to go study, but every time they, they show him on the screen, he's he's into the backfield, he's doing something disruptive and all that. And then, you know, and then the next guy uh, you know, that that I wanna to focus on is the is Dane Jackson, the corner from Pitt is another guy that I would like to see. So hopefully uh, health is good for both those guys and that they could get into this game and 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 show people where they're at their guys that are kind of I know that Windsor's a little bit more in the you know in the middle of the board and then Jackson be a little bit late. But man, I've seen for a guy that's kind of short, I've seen him go up the ladder a couple of times, cover some tall guys in these drills and things. So uh, hopefully things will work out for him and those two guys. Yeah, I want to see some of these tackles. Um, and, and Chris, you mentioned Alex Taylor, South Carolina State, earlier in the show, and I, I, he's been very up and down for me, uh, just based on what I've seen. I, I think you—he's he, so massive. Uh, I mean, the way he's built at uh, it just uh, six, eight and a half, three hundred eight pounds. The the arm length's over thirty six inches, eleven inch hands. So I mean, he's just a massive guy, but there. You can tell he's he's trying to catch up. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, speed has stressed him out a little bit, and some guys that know what they're doing as a pass rusher being able to get past him. So I want to see him be a little more consistent in the game. Um, and then Josh Jones from uh, from Houston, the offensive tackle. I expect a little bit more out of him this week, and so I'm hoping to see more consistency in the game from him because I. To me, he's a player that can go sneak into that first round, um, I, but I just haven't seen that necessarily. He's had his moments. Uh, Boy, what an athlete he is! Yeah, Ooh, he what is. an and athlete he is! Great and athlete, and that's going to yeah. show at the combine. So, but I want to yeah. see more of that here uh, at the game. Well, as I mentioned, we got uh, we're taping before the last set of practices here in Mobile, uh, which will take place Thursday afternoon, and then a uh, sort of a down day for everyone. I think the you know, players have some stuff uh, around the city, but. Uh, quieter day Friday, the game Saturday, and then obviously it's into Super Bowl week for the NFL. So uh, schedule never stops, but it's been fun week no. down here. Yeah, happy to happy to be on with you guys here. It's been uh, yeah. Well, thanks for you guys carrying a two hundred twenty five pound man on your back the whole day. Here. I appreciate you guys. Hey, no, he's been carrying carrying me for that's a, what's another two twenty five added on. <laughs> No, it's 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 so much fun that uh, you know because we we've been wanting to talk draft since July. Now it's just more fun that more people are with us uh, talking yeah. about these guys. So uh, no, and it's it's it, it, Senior Bowl is always fun because we kind of you know we're gonna get here, we're gonna get here. It takes forever, and then before we know it, the combine's here, and then before you know oh, it, it's yeah, March. Oh yeah, that's yeah, just, that's exactly right. It's a snowball now, and we're picking yeah. up steam. So it's it's gonna be here before we know it. Yeah, we got to, like I say, the, the media scouts need to catch up with the pro scouts is what's going on here. So it, it, hopefully we're uh, hopefully we're putting everybody into the right direction here, you know, and then uh, we'll get all this. But like, like you said, Dane, the, the combine will be here before you know it. Uh, we'll be talking about medicals and stuff like that and, and, and all the rumors and speculations. And then the next thing you know, we'll be uh, uh, the commission will be opening that thing up at the, out there in Vegas and we'll all be very, very happy for three days. So excited about the journey so far and looking forward to kind of hanging out with you guys some more as we get going here. Yeah, for sure. And then one more time, theathletic.com slash prospects to pros. You can get 40% off your subscription. Uh, we'll be back with uh, our next show next week, uh, just sort of recapping everything. Uh, with that game on Saturday and the last day of practice, if anything jumps out these last uh, few days down here in Mobile. So thanks for listening here. Thanks to those of you who already are subscribers. We're happy to have you, obviously. Hope you're enjoying the content. Uh, for our producer, Kent Garrison, for Brian Broadus and Dame Brugler, I'm Chris Burke. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.